This week on episode 77 of the Odd Dead Out podcast, let's just say the subjects of this week's esteemed news range from just being plain old ignorant to getting literally blinded by poor decision making. And on a completely unrelated note, it's pie time here at home. Okay, it's because I decided to let my wife order 30 pounds of apples, so I guess it does kind of relate to bad decision making. Going back to the blind thing, this week's recommended listening features a guy who is actually legally blind. It's Big D and Little R from the Brorons podcast. Beginning on that old podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the almost kind of pretty blind uh, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out. And this is the show where I share my twisted little view of things and family life stories and, and weird shit from the news, and I wrap it all up with a nice little bow of a podcast that I think you need to listen to because, like I always say, or at least gotten into the habit of saying, sharing is caring. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Getting back to, to the normal this week. After last week, just... Nah. I, I, like I said, normal is not my specialty and I can do whatever the hell I want. It's my show. So yeah, last week was not normal shows. And if you just started listening last week, welcome to reality. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening anyway. But so, like I said, and I've said in the past, I don't theme the shows on purpose. I just look at the news and the stories just seem to create a pattern. And this week's pattern seems to be bad decision making with a with a splash of blindness. And even when I was looking at my little home story and what's going on around me it wasn't until I actually kind of wrote it down that I realized, yep, it even hit me. <laughs> so, we do this thing on occasion. It's called uh, Bountiful Baskets. And it's sort of a... I wouldn't... I don't know how to describe it other than to just say, you pay for a kind of a fixed, you just, you basically order a basket of fresh produce. That's basically, I think you pay like 15 bucks. I don't know how much it costs, honestly. My wife does all those sort of things. She signed up for it because my sister was into it. And now occasionally we do this thing. But basically you buy it ahead of time. You show up at the butt crack of dawn on Saturday morning outside of a church or the back 
parking lot of a school or wherever it is there or a park or wherever it is they set up. It used to be this really nice park out by us, but then they slimmed down their uh, locations and now I have to drive 30 fucking minutes uh, two damn uh, suburbs away from where we live to go pick this shit up. But that's a whole other thing we'll probably get to later. But yeah, so you, you basically, you buy the basket and you basically get a crap ton of fresh, uh, produce. You get a bunch of vegetables, a bunch of fruit, and it's all for the most part, like it's, it's like kind of farmer's markety in that you're, you're getting that kind of fresh from the source kind of stuff. And it's really cool. It's a great, thing and we've we've gotten you you don't know what you're getting with like the basket you know there's usually it's it's always what's in season so like right now we're getting a lot of uh peaches and there's always i mean in, in arizona there's a lot of uh like leafy greens are grown here and you can pretty much grow them year round so we grow crap tons of varieties of lettuce and things like that there's always like lettuce and I think we got chard and lots of celery and and, and all like zucchinis lots of squash all this sort of stuff but we always and we get all these things you never know exactly what you're gonna get you can hope if you're aware of what's kind of in season right now you can kind of figure it out like when it's watermelon season and you're starting to see a lot of fresh watermelon you're gonna get watermelon in the basket you just like the little ones well, they also do these add-on things when it, there's usually like granola packs and different types of bread and stuff like that. And that's, and it's all kind of cool. And a lot of it's really hippie shit. I'm not going to lie. It is hippie as hell. It's usually like seven grain, whole wheat, organic, blah, 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 blah. Like every descriptor you're adding onto this bread makes it seem less appealing to me but i'm not buying it anyway um they've they've, they've done things like like 12 dozen tortillas in variety in different size that was a great deal (laughs) anytime you can get a metric fuck ton of tortillas for a very little money go for it because even if they're crap tortillas, you still have a shitload of them. You can use them for something. There's no such thing as a bad tortilla, really. All that being said, the most common option we seem to take is when they have whole cases. Yes, I said cases of fruit. In the past, we've done... Uh, peaches, nectarines, because my wife is a watermelon fiend, we've done cases, a whole case of personal watermelons. And I think it was about 15 personal watermelons in this case. And in the and we've done apples. Well, guess what? This week, if you were paying attention at the beginning, they had cases of apples. Which is, the case is a bushel, a volume bushel of apples, which is somewhere in the vicinity 
of 25 to 30 pounds, depending on the size of the apples. And we got gala apples or gala apples. I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it. I read it. G-A-L-A, gala apples. And because I'm gay like that, I have a Betty Crocker cookbook. Shut up. It's the Bible of cookbooks. I love this thing. Well, in my Betty Crocker cookbook is a listing for apple pie. We're like, what the fuck are we going to do with these apples? Apple pie. Well, in the listing, it has this chart that tells you basically all of the major varieties of apples and what they're good for. It's like, oh, some kinds are good for uh, uh, applesauce. Some are good for apple cider. Some are good for pie. Some are good for this and this. And some are just good for eating. Well, gala apples are pretty much only good for just eating. They're good for sticking in a lunchbox. But according to the chart, they're crap for applesauce, they're crap for pie, they're crap for pretty much any other application other than shoving it in your mouth and chewing. This is what we decided to use for pie. (laughs) Because we have a fuckload of them. We have around 25, 30 pounds of apples, which now makes it pie season. And I will admit, we get, we get pie crazy around this time of year because we're coming into Halloween. And if you've listened before, I'm sure because I lose track of all the bullshit that I say, I'm sure I've mentioned in the past that around Halloween time going into November, and I say around Halloween because it's the only time you can get these. We we don't carve a jack-o'-lantern at Halloween. We buy the jack-o'-lantern pumpkin and turn that bitch into a shit ton of pie. Well, we're having to kind of get a jump start on it because we have a shit ton of apples. So now I'm having to make what uh, my sister affectionately calls drunken apple pie on regular. And yeah... I don't mind making apple pie, but peeling apples sucks. Peeling uh, three pounds of apples really sucks, and coring and slicing. So, and then dough, because I'm like that. And we have to put a lattice top on the pie because what's an apple pie without a lattice top? Okay, it's a German apple pie with the with the the, the, the crumble and all that, but that's a we don't do that kind of pie. We also don't use Granny Smith apples, which everybody and their mother will say, "Oh, you use Granny Smith apples for apple pie." Not us. We use the worst possible apple for our apple pie. We also use the worst possible pumpkin for our pumpkin pie. Because if you are a pumpkin person and you're one of those crazy fuckers like us who will break down your own pumpkin to use fresh pumpkin instead of buying a can, you're not supposed to use a carving pumpkin. The big-ass jack-o'-lanterns are crap, (laughs) according to the experts. Big air quotes here. According to the experts, those are crap pumpkins. You're supposed to use the little pie pumpkins that you go and you buy and they're labeled as pie pumpkin. They got a nice little sticker. They usually have a recipe. Um, that's what you're supposed to use. Big air quotes again. Supposed to use. We use big ass carving pumpkin that makes about a dozen pies. We still have frozen pumpkin puree from last year. More just because we got busy and didn't have time to make it all. We're probably going to end up buying another pumpkin 
throwing that shit out and making new fresh pie, whatever. But it, it, it we've basically jump started our pie season, and it, and I, I pie is tough. Pie is tough because pie is tedious, and and I'm somebody I cook every day. I'm you know I, I I've talked about it before. I'm making. I don't make box mac and cheese. I'm, I haven't made box mac and cheese myself seriously to eat in quite a while. And I don't think like, I, at this point, I just let Charlie do it. He's seven. I was cooking when I was seven. I already taught him how to make mac and cheese. Shit. Go. You're eating it. Go eat your mac and cheese. I, if I'm making mac and cheese, I'm getting like, you know, just a box of pasta and a block of cheese and making this shit from scratch. So, and I, you know, I've talked about, I make my pizza from scratch every week, which again is tedious as fuck making pizza dough from scratch. Again, don't buy it. Don't have a box. I have a box of flour, a jar of yeast and uh, assorted other things. And I make fucking pizza dough every week. So of course I'm that schmuck and we are those people who are making pie crusts and rolling dough and doing all that shit. And you know, I will say, when it comes to pumpkin pie, we don't use our own pie crust. We don't make our own pie dough for pumpkin pie because it's just... After all of the pumpkin and all the filling, it's just re- it's a lot nicer to be able to just stick that shit in a pre-made shell. But... It's pie is a lot of work, no matter how you do it, because it's just there's so much shit involved and it's sensitive and like like I I, I filled up the fucking pie pan and of course we don't use a standard pie pan we got a great big ass glass some bitch and we honestly we have that because the first time we were introduced to this apple pie this drunken apple pie with a nice lattice top and all this from my sister. She had this bitch mounded up really high. And we're like, okay. Well, I mean, that's totally, it makes for a great presentation. You got that big mounded pie. Well, it was in this big fluted glass uh, pie pan. Super deep and all that. Great. It's great for this type of pie. Well, you take a shit ton of apples. And again, you got to peel them. And core them. And slice them. And far, I, that's the bitch. Because really, after all that menial labor that our kids are, they basically, our kids will just say, no, I don't want to peel apples. And honestly, I can't say I trust my kids to peel apples without mangling them or trying to eat them or they'll probably try to eat them. So, so, so pie kind of basically falls on me. Like, yeah, my wife is kind of there to help, but for the most part, it's a, especially like apple pie where you're making like, because this pie is like basically a caramel sauce over the whole thing and, and all this. And so it turns into, okay, I process down all the apples, mound this big ass thing, build this big ass pie lattice that we have to carefully transfer onto the pie and not fuck it up. And then 
making a caramel sauce that then goes over the whole bitch. And yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's tedious. Like I said, pumpkin pie is a bitch, but a pumpkin pie is a bitch because we just can't do things the easy way. And just like we can't use the, we don't use the right pumpkin. We don't use the right apples, but you know what? I'll be damned if our apple pie with our wrong apples isn't better than any other pie we have. We've even tried to change the recipe to make it more in line with other apple pies and more traditional apple pies. And we're like, this doesn't taste right. Fuck this. We're going to go back to our regular thing. We've done the same thing with pumpkin pie. Um, we've tried different methods because we've been doing pumpkin pie for fuck. We're, we're going on nine years of marriage and I think we've been making pumpkin pie for seven of them. And we've got pumpkin pie down. We've got pumpkin pie so down, I think I could probably mix the spices. And again, we mix the spices. Uh, fuck pumpkin pie spice can, like, jars of pumpkin pie spice. That's crap. We buy all the individual spices and you that way and get all the nice fancy shit for our pie. But, but in all of our years of, of, of experimentation, we've tried using the little pie pumpkins. We've tried different ways of blending the pumpkin we've tried we've tried different vessels for mixing and we've come down to our pie is perfect the way we've done it the first time we did it and any variation there has fucked our pie i will say that if we use our recipe with pie pumpkin and most recipes will say to use a blender if we use a blender and pie pumpkin it basically tastes store-bought. Fuck store-bought. And I don't say, I'm not shitting on store-bought, but after we've, you know, after we started making our pie, we stopped making, we stopped buying pie. And anybody who's had our pie will, will attest to this. Our pie kicks the shit out of any store-bought pumpkin pie. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not bragging. Okay. Yes, I'm bragging. Uh, but <laughs> we've had in the past, and I think my wife and I talked about this around this time last year on mom and dad cuss, we talked about our pie. And I think my buddy, the new man asked me for the recipe because he grows pumpkins. And I don't remember we sent it to him or not. Either way, I've still got a, a bushel of apples uh, threatening me. And I'm going to have to chop up and turn into something. But in the meantime, I'm going to take a little podcast promo break. And this week, all those shows, with exception to one, all shows I have not played promos before. So let's check those out. And I will be back with the news. Hi, this is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, which is a podcast about the extraordinary history behind the ordinary. What does that mean? It means whenever my ADHD gets the best of me, I begin to wonder the stories behind everyday objects. This is the story behind sporks, behind chewing gum, behind hoodies, places. This is the story behind Mount Rushmore. This is the story behind speakeasies or people. This is the story behind Uncle Sam. This is the story behind Betty White. 
Everything has a backstory. And from what I've noticed from doing the show, not everything is as plain and simple as history books may have you believe. Join me Mondays and Thursdays on your favorite podcast app or at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. What's up, guys? This is Gerald and my buddy right across from me, as always. Andy. We are two peas on a podcast, and we want to invite you to join us weekly as we discuss. What do we talk about? We talk about a little bit of everything. We I do. mean, we talk about too much events, we talk about too politics, much stuff. sports. We, we talk, even talk about sports. We're dudes. We yeah, talk we talk about, about too much stuff. In fact, don't join us. It's too, <laughs> much, it's too complicated. I think you're confusing uh, them, Gerald. <laughs> we are a weekly podcast discussing current events, pop culture, hot topics. Hot. The topics uh, are hot. Not the retail store. Just uh, Hot Topics. Well, oh, I used to anything, love, that was a great story. If anything happened at Hot Topic, we would discuss that as well. You want to get your black Metallica shirt and some studded earrings? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah. uh, my name is Gerald and my buddy Andy, and you can catch us on Two Peas on a Podcast. Please go to our website. It's twopeasonapod.com. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod and subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We hope to hear you listening. Is that, we can't we can't <laughs> yes. do that though, can we? No, we can do. It. We can hear them listening. Uh, <laughs> we we hope to see that you listened via yes. our stats or whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, but check us out. Two peas right. on a podcast, guys. Hey, it's time for this week's odd dad out update, and I'm gonna try and keep it quick this week. First off, a big thank you to. Emily from the story behind over International Podcast Day, she actually hosted a little giveaway in the story behind Facebook group, and I won. And I just received my stickers and my story behind t shirt. And because she knows me so well, she sent me a coffee mug too. But speaking of coffee mugs, the Odd Dad Out gear shop is open at odddadout.threadless.com and now through the end of October, like Halloween, it all comes crashing down. No, not that much. But everything in the shop is on sale and if you get the promo code from the Facebook page because it's just too complicated for me to say it all, just go to the Odd Dad Out Facebook page and it's there along with a nice little picture of me in one of my shirts with my schmancy Odd Dad Out coffee mug. Uh, promo code will get you free shipping on all orders over $45, which when you're talking about phone cases and mugs and t-shirts and you want to get one of everything, don't you? It's, that's not too much to ask, really. And you can be repping one of your favorite shows because you know I'm your favorite show. Don't lie. Okay. <laughs> but check that out. Odddadout.threadless.com And 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 s- send me your picture to when you get your stuff. Let me know. I want to see you rocking my gear. Because, I don't know, maybe it's feeding my ego because we need to make that bigger. Um, <laughs> but last but certainly not least and probably totally burying the lead on this I'm pretty sure I've told you about Podcast Share, right? Well, if you haven't heard about it yet Podcast Share is a Twitter account curated by a different 
person every week. And so far, it's we're looking at a lot of podcasters and a lot of big podcast listeners, but we're also looking for other curators. But what you do is this week is my week to curate the podcast share uh, Twitter account, and I am sharing what I am listening to and chatting with you guys and having these fun little interactions about what we're listening to and and kind of what I do on the show every week and talk about and share the shows that I'm into and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this was all started and is the brainchild of Emily from the story behind, uh, who's awesome, so you need to check it out. Uh, at PodcastShare on Twitter, PodcastShare.net. Check it out. Bullshit from the news. Alright. Now, I mentioned pumpkin pie. What I didn't mention so much is that evil, god-awful thing... Pumpkin Spice. And the reason I didn't mention Pumpkin Spice is because I think Pumpkin Spice is the devil. (laughs) Okay, not exactly, but I do think the obsession is a little overblown. Because there's kind of Pumpkin Spice everything. All the way down... I mean, it went from the stupid lattes to now there's Pumpkin Spice condoms. No bullshit, look it up. But, in this particular case... Five people were taken to the hospital over a hazmat scare that turned out to be a pumpkin spice air freshener. That's right. A Baltimore high school was evacuated and five people were taken to the hospital because somebody had a pumpkin spice air freshener in their locker. Fuck pumpkin spice. Just the... (laughs) I I don't get the pumpkin spice hype. For me, pumpkin spice only belongs in pie, and I disagree with the, my wife on this and so many other people. Um, sorry, I'm not a basic bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't. Um, I, 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 I don't get the pumpkin spice hype. I don't get... I, I, I understand pumpkin pie spice in pumpkin pie. I don't understand pumpkin pie spice in an air freshener. Um... And the fact that it is such a weird thing that it resulted in the evacuation and a hazmat crew showing up to a school should tell you that maybe there's something wrong with pumpkin pie spice. Moving on from weird food into another weird food. Are you a fan of Rick and Morty? If you are, I'm sure you had your your case of rage this past weekend when McDonald's announced they were going to have this super limited, like a two hour block release of their long, 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 long gone Szechuan dipping sauce. All because of that stupid fucking Rick and Morty. And I, and I'm going to bash on this show for no reason other than I don't watch it because I don't, it's not my type of cartoon. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the adult cartoons really it's just like just not my thing i'm sorry I, I like bugs bunny call me old 
whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, all I know about this is that in the season premiere of Rick and Morty this year, they made this big fucking deal about McDonald's Szechuan sauce, which for those of you playing the home game was introduced as a tie-in with Mulan that long ago. Uh, well, and it was like, and it was a super limited thing and it's basically a schmancy teriyaki sauce. Yeah, it's teriyaki sauce. Um, well, because of that, they were like, hey, we're going to re, they like gave the creators of Rick and Morty a shit ton of this stuff. And they said, we're going to re-release it one day for like two hours. Come in and get it. Well, they fucked up and they greatly underestimated. And they said some stores only had like a few dozen packets. And then some didn't have any at all. And there were hundreds and thousands of people lining up outside McDonald's to get their Szechuan sauce. And in some cases, mild riots ensued and people were losing their shit and having meltdowns. And people talking about boycotting McDonald's because they didn't have Szechuan sauce. Because they didn't bring back this thing that you didn't even fucking know about until a cartoon made a joke about it. And now you're obsessed because you have no life because you obsess over a fucking cartoon. Yeah. You don't like the shit. The only reason you want to buy it, the only reason you want it, is because a stupid cartoon used it. That's your sad excuse for a life, bitches. You probably wouldn't, you're probably not even going to like the shit. That's the thing. Like, half the people who are losing their shit over this aren't old enough to know what it is. They never had it in the first place. These are people who are just clinging on to a thing. So, you know, Rick and Morty fans who are rioting over Szechuan sauce, get a life. And, you know, for your sake, McDonald's has said, sorry, we're going to make a bunch more and we're going to re-release it for a short period of time so that all of you weirdos can get your stupid Szechuan sauce. Uh, now, now that we've got the food idiots out of the way, let's go into... Let's just say the ignorant side of this. Amateur buyer spends 10,000 times the estimated price for a vase at an auction. Yeah, 10,000 times the estimated price. Uh, a, a Chinese art auction. There was a vase, had some dragons on it. Nice looking vase. Um, they valued it around uh, $500 American because it was the, the article did it in, in, in Frank's word, whatever. I don't know, but why not do it in whatever the hell I, I blanking on what Chinese currency is off the top of my head. Japanese is yen. I don't remember what Chinese is. It's not really that important at the moment. Anyway, well, again, this thing was valued at about yeah, 500 bucks. Nice piece of artwork. It sold for over six million dollars. Uh, this thing was, according to the auction house, was uh, likely made within the 20th century. But it was pretty. 500 bucks. Well, there was like one mark on it, questionable mark on it, that may have meant it was made in the 18th century, would would naturally make it a shit ton more valuable because it's like 200 years old. That's worth something. 
Well, apparently there was somebody who was banking on this marking, not knowing, banking that this little mark was going to mean this thing is worth a shit ton more money. So they spent $6 million to secure this vase. I'm sorry, I'm not, that's a hell of a risk. And is it really going to be worth, even if it is that 18th century vase, is that going to be worth $6 million? What if it brought it from 500 bucks up to, oh, it's worth a, like, $1 million? No matter what, I don't see any way that this was, they didn't way overspend for this. Like I said, even if it turns out to be right, and this is an 18th century Chinese vase, and wow, it's in meticulous condition, which in all likelihood, that's why they said this thing was made in the 20th century. The thing looks pristine. There's no way, unless it was literally sitting in a museum up until the day of the auction from its creation, that this thing is going to be in that condition after 200 years. So, probably not an 18th century vase probably a 20th century vase and this guy probably just spent six million dollars for something to sit on his coffee table ah ignorance is bliss is blinded by a fucking marking on a vase moving on (laughs) a man asks his friends to help him move They actually ended up robbing a house. A Montana man is in jail on burglary and criminal mischief charges. And I guess mischief because he told his friends they were uh, just helping him move. And he basically punked his friends into helping him rob a house. uh, After he asked his friends to help him move. In reality, they ended up helping him steal nearly $40,000 of property from another man's home. At least one of these guys had the brain cells to think, hey, they, they get into the house and they start seeing, like, military medals and they know the guy. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wasn't in the military. I'm pretty sure this isn't his stuff. I'm out of here. <laughs> one of the guys actually bought the, like, rented the U-Haul truck that they used for the trip, for the, the whole thing. Uh, at the, according to the article, at least, the only one charged so far, at least the only one they're mentioning is the guy who kind of conned his friends. I imagine at some point his friends are probably that either the police were like, Hey, either they're charging them and they're not talking about it. At least the article didn't talk about it. Or they basically figured out these guys were all completely oblivious to the crime. And you know, they, they say ignorance of the crime is no excuse or ignorance of the law is no excuse. These guys literally didn't know they were robbing somebody. So they could have gotten away with a slap on the wrist, maybe just a fine. I don't know. That seems possible. I will, I will give the benefit of the doubt that the completely ignorant friends, but at the same time, you're supposed to be his friends. Shouldn't you have noticed? Shouldn't you know where your friend lives? For one. But also, shouldn't you have noticed this shit doesn't look like his? Just saying. Why are we only packing up the jewelry? Where's where's the clothes? Why are we? Why are we? What? Oh, uh, we're gonna come back. Okay. Yeah. I. I. Somewhere something had to be fishy. I don't know. <laughs> Forty thousand dollars and stuff. I'm thinking it's TVs and electronics, and their friends are gotta be. 
at least kind of dumb. I gotta say kind of dumb. But I, I, this week, I've got another pair of them. It's another tie, but it's a, it's a tie for a good reason. Because you've got two eyes. Each of these girls is blind in one of them. <laughs> it's time for the jackass of the week. A Chinese woman has gone blind in one eye from playing her mobile game too long. Seriously, there's a lesson to be learned in a jackass this week. So, yeah, she's apparently been rendered blind in her right eye after spending as much as eight hours a day playing a popular mobile phone game for days. She's, she's even admitted some days she wouldn't even eat. She would just play and play and play. She'd wake up in the morning, play the game until she had to go to work. And then she apparently she was like an accountant. So she's staring at a screen all day and then gets like play every second of her break. Don't eat, play a game, go home, play until like two in the morning sleep a little bit back and rinse and repeat. And on her days off, she would just play this stupid game from, you know, second she woke up until she went to bed. Occasionally she'd stop and sleep uh, or like take a nap or eat something. But she even, like I said, she even admitted that were days where she just would play nonstop without eating, without any breaks. So of course, what does this do? eye strain, especially because she stares at a screen for her job. And so, yeah, she, she basically woke up. One eye was kind of fuzzy and hurt. And the next day she couldn't see. And at this point, the doctors are still trying to restore her vision. It's kind of, this is the lesson I'm, I'm not above, like, I, I spend a ton of time on my phone, but I spend a ton of time on my phone because I'm on Twitter interacting with other show, with podcasters and having little conversations, things like that. Or I'm, I'm looking up news stories for you, like this crazy bitch. Uh, but, yeah, but I'm not spending eight hours at a time staring at my phone. God, that's, that sounds painful. That actually sounds painful. I, my eyes hurt thinking about that. So, lesson kids, ease up on the, on the, the, the screen time. At least ease up on the cell phone time. That's the, th it's, it's that having to focus on the tiny little screen. You're like, let your, look at shit that's far away. Look at the tree over there. Paint the tree over there. Something like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, and now. That was a right eye. Now for a left eye. A eye tattoo gone wrong has left a Canadian girl nearly blind and crying purple tears. And I meant to cover this last week, but then I did my whole uh, ode to podcasting. Uh, yeah, a Canadian girl. Now, I saw one report that said she was a model, and I looked at this girl. I was like, there's no way she's a model. And then another that says she's basically a veterinarian. 
But the Canadian girl was left with an infected purple eye after, after letting her now ex-boyfriend give her an eyeball tattoo. Now, I've never heard of this before. Apparently, this is a thing where you actually have your actual, like the cornea, the white of your eye, tattooed. I don't know how this works. Um, apparently, in her case, it doesn't. Apparently, you can actually go to an, an optometric surgeon and they'll do it for you. So, like, the article actually said, basically, well, like, she's had to go to surgeons about this. Her eye is all swollen and puffy and her eyelid's all fucked up. And you look and, and she, her eye looks diseased. Really, it does. And, like, she, it, it's, it's purple and swollen and ugly and infected as fuck. And I, obviously she broke up with her boyfriend after he fucked up her eye, but he, he said like, no, this is her fault. I told her to put eye drops in. I told her to do this. I told her to do that, to take care of it. And it did. She didn't listen to me. So she, now she's got a puffy purple eye. Now, at least in his defense, I totally see that because I've got a one big ass tattoo. I've seen bad i've seen people who don't take care of their tattoos and it goes bad so i can only imagine how bad it must go if you're a dumb enough to get your eyeball tattooed he apparently had done it before but i'm sorry why the hell would you tattoo your eyeball what sense does that make and she says it was trying to be comfortable with herself and no, bullshit. You're, what the fuck? No. You want purple eyes? Fit contacts. Why in the hell would you tattoo your eyeball? It's just dumb. There's, you know, inner lip tat. There's so many other tattoos to do. Shit, you can tattoo your eyelids. Don't tattoo the, your fucking eyeball. It is so, it's stupid in general, but it's so dangerous. I'm worried about getting laser surgery and for my god-fucked vision. And she's having somebody stick a fucking needle in her eye for fashion purposes? For, for any reason other than we're injecting, we're putting a needle in your eye for a medical reason is there's no reason to ever put a needle in your eye. Especially when it's loaded with purple ink. You idiot. Oh, again, this, this I, I, there's a picture of her and her purple eye here. It, it, it looks like one of those spider monsters from the legend of Zelda that like their eye rolls back in their head and shit. That's what her eye looks like. And if you've played any of the, the newer generation Zelda games, I'm sure you're getting what I'm talking about. But yeah, it basically looks like that, especially because she's got green eyes. She's got green eyes, kind of like mine now that I think about it, but green eyes, purple, puffy shit. It looks like a monster out of Zelda is in her face. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I got to get away from that shit. So I'm going to take another little break here and I'll be back. With an actual blind guy. I've got Big D and Little R in this week's featured podcast. 
the Brorons. If you like listening to this podcast, then I guarantee you're going to love Thinking Outside the Long Box and our scintillating interviews with pop culture celebrities. I have a responsibility, not just to my son, but to everyone I meet, to let you see this is what you can do. This is what you can have. Look at how different I am. My God, look at all these people here. Can I be more different? Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop me. So why should it stop you? Our discussions on the classics of pop culture literature and movies. This version of Night of the Living Dead, I regard personally as my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? I can trace it back to that movie for my love for for movies and, and, and entertainment. And of course, our intelligent discussion on all things pop culture. Reading, passively reading the comic book. That's good. Here, I'll put it close to the mic. Oh, listen to me flip the pages passively. Yes. And then, so this is aggressive comic book reading. Oh, man, yes! It's so good! It's like that. Wow. Well, maybe not so intelligent. To listen to us, search for Thinking Outside the Long Box at iTunes or Stitcher, or find us at www.totlb.com. Now back to your super interesting show. What is up, future listener? My name is Josh. And I'm Kevin. And I am Michael. And we host the Second Press Podcast, that news curating podcast where us three cousins get together and make fun of the news. We'll keep this short and sweet. You should listen to our podcast because it's funny and informative. Exactly. We find interesting stories off the beaten path and liven up over-reported stories with our own fresh views and new takes. Yeah, and despite being a news podcast, we are pleasantly not preachy at all. So, search for The Second Press Podcast in your podcast aggregator of choice and give The Second Press Podcast a listen. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Second Press Pod. And if you're feeling really adventurous, you can explore our sexy website at www.secondpresspod.com. We would really love for you guys to give us a listen and join our growing community. Guys, we already love you. And because we do, we ask you, please stay out of the news. Peace. Recommended listening. Is this Stephen Hawking? It depends on who's asking, asshole. It's Big D and Little R from the Bro Rons podcast, you speck of bitch. What do you two inbred, white trash, cousin humpers want? We want to kick your bed sore having, robot talking, broke dicked ass. I broke my dick off in your mama while she was tonguing my bed sores. Ha 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 ha. That's it. We're on our way. Bring it on, Blind Melon and the Ethiopian Kid. I'll be waiting. You bastard. 18 hours later.
man, I can't believe we're in England. Yeah, Hawking is gonna pay. Taxi! Where to, gentlemen? You pair of cock-mothering wankcloths. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's house. The Fortress of Doom. That's gonna cost you extra, you jizz-rag dong-flappers. Yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. Just step on it. You asked for it, you pair of hairless bollocks. Thirty minutes later. Well, we're here, you couple of gangrenous ass goblins. Man, this place looks like a cross between Professor X's mansion and the Thunderdome. You want me to wait for you, you two sacks of despicable shite? Yeah, Whiplash. This shouldn't take long. Let's go kick some gimp ass. for you, Hawking! Well, 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 if it isn't Whiskey Dick and the Rectum Rocket, I didn't think you had the balls to show up here. Oh, we've got balls, and it's tea time for your chin. Yeah, now it's my turn. Swing lower, dude! Yeah, yeah. Float like a butterfly. See like a bat. Ha 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 ha. Is that the best you two twat swaddlers got? What the? More than meets the eye, motherfuckers. Holy crap! Run! Now feel the power. Eat my laser gun bitches, just like your wives ate my ass. Get to the camp! That's a wall, you blind retard! Run the other way! That's it. Run back to mama little bitches, and tell her to stop texting me nudes. Ha 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 ha. I see that went well, you bulbous fucksticks. Just take us back to the airport, you smug prick. 18 hours and 30 minutes later. Well, that didn't go as planned. Yeah, I guess we'll just get to what everyone came here for. And that is just a fraction I'd say of what you get when you listen to the Brorons. They're very much like I've been on this uh, other podcast with Weird News kick lately, uh, including Mike Jolitz, Couch Potato Files, uh, 
These guys are right up there, and actually I was first introduced to them at that same time when I started, when I met uh, Chris and Mike, where in that whole interaction, and them, they had uh, Big D, who is legally blind. That's the kind of the tie-in here. Uh, Big D is legally blind, and sidebar, there was totally a bit where they did a an ad... Involved him being blind. John from Brand X and She Podcasts thought it was a joke. Started ripping into him not knowing he was actually blind. <laughs> so that was fun. But no, yeah, uh, <laughs> the guys from I, and he's a and and he's a comic book artist. There's an artist or a writer. I'm I'm not sure, but he makes comic books. Which I guess you'd say, I mean, he's not 100% blind, but he is, for all intents and purposes, functionally blind. He can, I think he said in in one episode that he's one of those, like, he has to blow his computer, he's got huge computer screens and he has to blow them up to ridiculous, like, zoom into shit for, like, ridiculous sizes and everything. But, yeah. Either way, blind or not, dude's fucking funny. Really, I mean, these guys, and they do these, I, I can't do the shit these guys do. The skits they write, they, and they, they give shit to so many different shows. Like between like John and uh, Brand X, and they had some shit with a Robin Slim. They did an entirely like twisted, you could say it was like, the three bears, if the three bears lived in the, in the ghetto during like the nineties gang war days, <laughs> it was, it was so bad. It was like, they did this really weird three bears shit. It was like, it, it all, it'd be offensive if it wasn't so hilarious really, but, and the way it's funny, the way they do the news, because they, he'll read the news story straight. Really. I mean, as straight as a dude with such a heavy Tennessee accent can do it. But he'll read the news straight. And somewhere in there, he'll throw in a line. Like, he'll be reading the facts out of a news story. And he was charged with breaking and entering, uh, you know, possession of a firearm and... You know, molestation of a cat. Some shit. He'll throw some shit in there. That's, you know, he'll throw the joke in, but he'll say it straight. And to where if you're not paying attention, you miss the joke. And it's not like, oh, it's some crazy, like, super fancy, oh, they're, they're telling these super intelligent jokes. They're telling dick jokes. <laughs> they're telling the same kind of bottom of the barrel jokes that you would expect. But because of the delivery, you get, like, it's, this is not a show you can listen to in the background. You pay attention to their skits. You pay attention to the news. Because if you're not paying attention to the news, you miss the joke. Because he plays it straight. And it, that's probably one of my favorite bits. Is that he'll play it straight, but they'll still break. They'll still crack afterwards. But... 
It's not like me. I make a crack. I make commentary cracks. He makes a crack and he makes the crack in line with the story and just blends that shit so seamless that you aren't sure if he was joking or not. Oh shit, he may have been charged with molesting the cat. I don't know. Fuck D, what, what happened? Did, is the cat okay? <laughs> but, I, I gotta give them credit. They do so much writing and there's so much work that goes into their bullshit that God, I could never put the amount of work into this bullshit that they do. I mean, they did an entire, they did an entire episode as a, basically as a nature documentary as a joke. And any, I, I seriously, and I think they said that it was one of their, their most popular, their most downloaded episodes where Basically, they did the entire show as if it was like this nature documentary talking about poison tree frogs. And they kept it going for, it was like an hour and a half. They did the, I, the whole time I'm thinking they gotta break, they gotta change it. They gotta change it. And it was like a big ass news broadcast documentary thing and they had like news breaks and shit like this coming. I'm like, they, they, they kept it going. <laughs> God, they kept it. They kept that shit going the whole time. I could not believe it. It was, it was, it was genius as it, much as it was idiocy. The fact that they just went on about fucking frogs for like an hour and a half. Oh my God. I just couldn't believe it. It was great. It was, it was, it was epic. But at the same time, they'll sit down with, with Mike Jolitz and, and just chat about comic books or stories like, it was stories about going hunting or stories about weird shit they did as kids and dad's lawnmower or whatever. They were what shit like that. They, they, that's just what they do. Whatever the hell. And then weird news shit like this. But again, the delivery and the, the amount of effort, obviously, that they put into that show. Again, I can't do that shit, but damn, if I'm not going to listen to them be crazy and talk about getting into fistfights with Stephen Hawking, <laughs> I don't know what the deal is right now with Stephen Hawking because Mike Jolis just did a bit of it with Stephen Hawking too. For all I know, they use they they the Bro Rons did it. One of them maybe did the voice for Stephen Hawking. I don't know, and I also want to know where's this this implication that Stephen Hawking is this total asshole who wants to beat the shit out of people. Every time I see animation or anything of Stephen Hawking, it seems like they're depicting him as someone who's going to run you over with that fucking wheelchair. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking, I, I, I crack up so hard every time I listen to these guys. And I can't believe then again, I, I'd say I can't believe it took me so long to find them, but really, for a lot of show, a lot of the shows I'm listening to recently, a lot of the shows I'm featuring re uh, recently are very new to me because I just went on this explosion of exploration and checking out shows. And this is one of them that when I found these guys, I'm like, literally the reason I started listening to them is because Big D was on... Uh, Couch Potato Files, and he's been on uh, Mike Jolitz, 
and literally they were in town and they had an episode talking about visiting Arizona. And that was where I started. I was like, oh shit, they were just here. I should like, what's going on? <laughs> and listening to <laughs> the descriptions of, of Big D's trip to Arizona were, was hilarious to me because of it being somebody from Tennessee where it's humid enough to drink the air, according to my grandmother, and coming out to the desert where you could probably uh, turn yourself into leather just by walking around the block. So, yeah, it's it's always a fun tale when people from the rest of the world visit my little corner of, of hell. And I mean that more in the uh, surface of the sun sort of hell. <laughs> I like where I live. I like living on the surface of the sun. Most people can't handle it. Apparently, Big D cannot handle living on the surface of the sun. But, be that as it may, you need to check out the Brorons and, and follow them on Twitter. And I, I don't normally say this, but because they're at Blind Eye Pod. <laughs> Because, because you have to, <laughs> and I know, and again, I, I, I didn't mention it before. I had said last week that I was going to be talking about Brand X this week. And the reason I'm not talking about Brand X and the reason I went with the bro runs is strictly because I had two bitches blind themselves. And when I've got two stories about blind people. I have to jump on the show with the blind guy. No, I actually know there's a lot of podcasts with blind hosts, which is quite unusual to me. It's interesting that I'm learning that recently, but I'm learning about a lot of new shows recently. But next week, I will definitely be talking Brand X. I'm, I'm in the book, the mental book in my head. I'll be definitely be talking about Brand X. But in the meantime... You can check out the Bro Rons at bro-rons.podomatic.com. Or again, follow them on Twitter at BlindEyePod and, and check them out there. They're, they're just worth it. <laughs> but that's going to do it for me for this week. Remember, you can get all the links to all these articles and the picture of the weird chick with the purple eye and the full, and I'm trying to keep it more, I'm trying to make sure it's updated, a recommended listening list. It's getting long over there. At odddadout.blogspot.com. You can also click the link for the gear shop if you want to get yourself that Odd Dad Out mug. And while you're doing all that, click one of the little subscribe buttons whether it's Apple Podcasts Google Play Music Spreaker, Stitcher generic and you know, subscribe on whatever device it is you are listening on and if you're so inclined leave me a review whether you do it in whatever method you're listening or on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash out. You can always reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter or Gmail. It's all odd dad out. You know that by now. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, 
What's your favorite segment? What podcast do you think I should be listening to? Who should I feature? And remember, follow at podcast share at blind iPod and all the other and hashtag Potter and family because they're awesome. But until next week, I'm still Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Thank you and good night.